Ready? Go. Hey everyone, it's Heather Whaley. Hey everybody, it's Frank Whaley. It's Friday. Made it through the week. It's a Friday. It's it's a Friday. Oh my God. How are you, Heather? How are you doing today? How was your week? My week has been really um, irritating, as a matter of fact. Okay. It's been annoying. All right. I'm finding people. How much of that has to do with annoying? Well, the annoying thing about you is that you keep telling me that I'm annoying. Oh, that annoys you. I don't like that. Yeah. If people were listening, like behind the scenes, just now before I hit record. You told me twice that I was annoying. You said, that's annoying, is what you said. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean you're you annoying. You said, don't do that. That's annoying. When what I was telling, the reason that I was supposedly being annoying is I was telling you not to do this. Did you say supposedly? No. Okay, good. Because that's annoying. Su- I said supposedly being annoying. Yeah. The, some- I think that the audience, the listeners would say, it's not annoying for me to say, oh, as I'm starting to record, don't sniff like that. I was doing it. I was doing it off camera, so to speak. So I didn't do it on camera. I had to snort my meth before cameras were rolling. Otherwise, people would hear me snorting my meth. Jesus Christ! Did you hear about that that new kind of meth that makes you schizophrenic? Yeah, I just ordered some. It's, oh my it's, God! But is that look, worth worse than bath salts? The the one that no bath salts is worse. That makes you eat people. The, eat people's like faces. A, like, yeah, you eat people's faces off. Ugh. Um, yeah. Sounds like fun. Well, I, yeah. What's that, what's that conversation like with your drug dealer? Do you have the stuff that makes you eat people's faces? That stuff, whatever Do you have the stuff that makes you eat feces? That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Well, listen, you, 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 I didn't say you were annoying. I said that, that was annoying. And so just for, for the record, don't be annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we have to talk for a minute about this horrible tragedy on the set of this movie in New Mexico. I can't stop thinking about it. My God. Everybody's, I'm sure, thinking about it. It's just what could be possibly worse. I mean, just so many questions. And it really brings up how uh, sometimes on on a movie set, safety is very loosey goosey and lax and people get killed. And I know you've had experiences where there's, um, stuff that's been kind of dangerous. And, and you were telling me last night that every time someone hands you a gun, when you're going to use a gun on a set, the prop master opens it up and shows you that whether there's rounds in it or not. Right? Well, that's, that's, that's protocol. I mean, you, you, you know, you don't, you don't bring anything onto the set that's, that's uh, you know, you don't bring a gun onto the set uh, loosely, so to speak. But I mean, Alec Baldwin, like, uh, I mean, you know, it's horrible that this woman has died. The other guy got shot. I mean, it's such a tragic uh, situation. And, you know, I know Alec Baldwin. He's a, he's a really great, great guy. And I can't imagine the pain that he's enduring. It's I just, can't even imagine. It's just awful. And, and, you know, he's a very sweet and, and sensitive and, and nice person at, at heart. And... uh I just feel really bad for him, but and I feel bad for her family. Uh, yeah, Jesus. and and the other guy, the 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 director of the picture, and everybody who was there. But I mean, I have been um, uh, um, involved in obviously a lot of 
situations where they bring guns on. And yeah, and I've had, I've had, I had a situation. I mean, I've had a lot of a lot of close calls. The first one I, that I can remember was on the set of Hoffa, and I was to low, I was to point a gun. Um, you know, no spoilers here, but I play the man who who sh- supposedly shoots Jimmy Hoffa in that film. And it was a scene where I was sh- pointing this loaded um, weapon at uh, a mark. And um, and through a through the um, back seat of a car window, and you know it was a, it was a, obviously there were blanks in the gun, and but it was a it was a heavy charge. I have, I, I, you know you know there's different you know different degrees of what they they can load. You know the the size of the blank, which would dictate you know the the amount of smoke and spark whatever comes out of the gun it was a lot, and you know the the gun was pointed too close at. The mark in in the backseat of the car and it ricocheted off a, 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 a you know some some of this. When stuff. you say the mark, uh huh. What do you mean by that? Well, the mark where the ca- yeah, so so you're pointing the gun. The cam you're, the camera's like a in front of you. Little piece of tape that yeah. you're pointing it at. Yeah, it's not and, like a guy and, named Mark. I'm just want to clear this up for the. No, I the I never shot. Too. I never sh- <coughs> I never shot a guy named Mark. Heather. Right. No, just for the record. Um. So essentially, you know, the camera the camera crew is covered with. You know, uh, you know, piece of plexiglass, or you know, they, you know, and they've covered their, themselves with whatever, so you know, nothing, nothing touches them or hits them, and you know, so everybody's protected. I mean, it's all, it's all it, when it's done correctly. There's, there's a meeting. Everybody talks about it. There's guns on set. Everybody knows it. The guns are never hot, so to speak, which means you know, loaded until just before the camera's gonna roll. I mean, there's all kinds of a slow build up to when the camera rolls and the trigger is pulled. The safety's taken off the gun. It's given to the actor. The gun is hot. Everybody's covered and everybody's out of, you know, everybody's got earplugs in their ears to cover their ears, to cover their eyes. Crews, you know, out of, out of danger. But anyway, in this instance, on the set of Hoffa, something bad happened and a piece of the, you know, a piece of whatever they load the, you know, the gun, the, the gun with uh, ricocheted off and, you know, t- t- hit me in the cheek. You know, and and basically, you know, I, I I felt it like a little pinch, and you know, blood is pouring out of my cheek. And you know, Heather, my face is my oh gold. Oh my god, I can only imagine the drama. Were I'm, you screaming? I didn't scream. I didn't realize that at first, and until everybody looked at me and so, you know, and like kind of with shock, and 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 then you know, the somebody grabbed me and took me off, and you know, got me, got me, um, cleaned up, got me cleaned up, and it didn't need. It didn't. They just put kind of a. I probably could have, should have gone to the hospital, but they just put sort of a butterfly bandage on it. And but also on that set, I I came out of my uh, and on, on a, and another on another day, I walked off that uh, out of my out of my room, out of my trailer, and um, uh, ran right into a two by four, which was on the scaffolding, and sort of, you know, basically, you know, gave myself a black eye. But that's a whole another story. That's not it. anyone's fault, but your own. That was really. my own. That was my right. own damn fault. And. Um, and you know, but ironically, on two different films I've done with Jack Nicholson, one I turned around and ran into a tree. That was my first film, Ironweed, and broke my nose on that, and you know suffered two big black eyes and had to, you know, they had to rearrange the schedule. Then some years later, on the set of Hoffa, did the same thing. Jack Nicholson must be like, who is this guy? Well, he, I, he, I remember he came into the trailer that, that the day that that happened to me, the broken nose bit. Um, he was really anxious because the Bulls and the Lakers were playing in the playoffs, and he wanted to 
we were filming in Chicago, and he wanted and he wanted to get to the game, and he didn't want any bullshit. So he came in, and uh, they had I they had I was lying, sort of back in the chair in the makeup room, trying to you know put my head back, keep the swelling down. And they had you know people all around me, ice packs all over my face. They were trying to figure out how to cover it with makeup. And he just came in, sort of looked over me. I opened my eyes and saw Jack Nicholson's head over over overhead, looming like a Macy's Day Parade float. And he said, what the hell happened to him? And they said, they told him what happened. He said, Jesus Christ, this better not hold us up. Oh, my God. But it didn't hold us up. Anyway. Oh, it, um, yeah, it goes out to everybody involved in this production yeah. and, and their families. My God. Yeah, my God. but and not, not, not to, not to, not to um, suggest that my, my instance, my, inst- my, um, my experience on that is anything close to what happened it's not, here, but but it's just not. but but things as you it was on to highlight that things can happen and you have to be extra careful and and I more most recently I've been in was on a set where very very low budget operation um, as I've been as I've been known to do these days Heather mm-hmm. you know report 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 to work my only my only prerequisite is that the check is it waiting for me but anyway. And there was a there was a you know some gunplay involved in the scene that I was doing with a couple of young actors, and they were horsing around with the gun, you know, and flipping it around. And I just I walked off, you know, to 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 the side of the of the set. We were filming in a remote location, uh, in, in California. And I motioned to the first assistant director. I said, "Get the gun off the set. Nobody has shown it to me. Nobody has shown me that it's not loaded. I'm not gonna. And nobody should be playing around, pointing that gun, pretending to fire it." You can't do that kind of thing, and yeah. So, good for you. Yeah, well, it's you know, I mean, uh, you gotta, you gotta, you, you have gotta to protect yourself. yourself. Yeah. It's just so scary, and I hate guns. It's so so scary. Um, um, what I wonder if something like this would ever happen in, if this ever happens in other countries, or if this is like, in America, we're okay with having bullets that could kill people, in a, in a workplace. Well, it's unknown whether or not there were what was in there. I guess I'll find out. I mean, it's all going to come out. But. They, I read that they said it was a live round. Would live mean an actual bullet? I don't know. I don't know either. But um, it was enough to you know to cause some serious I mean, damage. It, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but um, it's just our, horrible all the way around. Our, our yeah, our thoughts, wishes, best wishes with everybody. Everybody's family, and it's awful. Just awful. You're a, um, a Marjorie Taylor Greene fan. Oh, my God. I love her. I love her. She's a... I've been doing CrossFit, so I can be just like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think I love her fashion. I love her style. You're sleeping with I love with the way your... she talks. You're sleeping with your trainer I'm like I'm sleeping her. with the trainer and the guy who owns the gym. Yeah. And I love Q, QAnon. You love to wear sleeveless dresses. Yeah, I like to harass children. And uh, no, I can't stand that woman. A lot of black eyeliner. I can't stand that woman, my God. I was reading about um, Marjorie Taylor Greene because this... um, this commission is is um, underway, this uh, June 6th committee. It's January 6th. Is there a June 6th committee? What happened on June 6th? 
You got me, Heather. I'm, try- I'm, try- I'm trying to think of something funny that might have happened on Tuesday. Oh, it's the beginning of spring, and they want to make make beginning of spring earlier. Okay, so tell me what, what happened with the January 6th commission. Which the I January hope that they, 6th. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to find out, oh, Donald Trump knew all about this, and he was instrumental, and they all had a hand in planting those bombs, and they told them which windows they were going to be able to break into, and what's going to happen then? They're going to do something to Donald Trump? No. No, they're going to do something to Marjorie Taylor Greene. No, but although maybe she won't get reelected. I mean, it's a, but but she won't get reelected. But, she, but the next she ran one will. Unopposed. She's going to be Trump's running mate. I bet. That would be actually kind of hilarious. No, we thought it was hilarious when Trump won the nomination. We were like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Pfft. And now look where we are. Somebody suggested that um, a good documentary would be all the actors that showed up at his um, escalator speech. Just oh get, 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 get them all together. I'm sure they all had to sign something. All right. Did, what happened with Marjorie Taylor Greene? Well, um, she was at the, um, as you call it, the June 6th committee um, he, um, hearing the other day. Um, this was yesterday. It was the House Judiciary Committee meeting, right? Um, it, was, it, was, it was on the House floor. It was Thursday. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, you know, let's, not, let's, get, let's not get too into, you know, into politics of it. Okay. Words, it was the June 6th, as you say, the June 6th. I believe it was a meeting of the, oops, of the ju- Judiciary Committee. But okay. Go on. You, do- you dropped your vape pipe. <laughs> and um, anyway, evidently, um, she got into um, an impromptu shouting match over Black Lives Matter and, 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 and you know, like, Wild conspiracy theories, which he's talking about this Jewish space lasers and the, you know, starting the California wildfires. Right. You know about that. Yes. Did, was she shouting about that yesterday? Well, here's what she did. She 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 crossed the aisle and approached Liz Cheney. OK. The Republican Liz from Cheney Wyoming. Liz Cheney could take her out. Oh, I'd like to. Uh, that'd, I don't know, oh. that'd be a close battle. Well, if they got into the strong. if they got into the into the cage, into the MMA cage. But know, Cheney sure. has that uh, like. She's got in her DNA, like like a dragon monster DNA, like her dad. I bet. Anyway, it was it was Liz Cheney and Jamie Raskin, um, and they were beginning to vote on the resolution holding, um, you know, um, Bannon on contempt. They were deciding that. Oh, that, so it was the meeting of the whole the whole house was. That's right. Yes. Um, and so she first came over to Raskin, um, and she said, uh, asking him. If he was going to investigate the violence surrounding the Black Lives Matter protests, and um, he, to which he responded, "Quote like with Kyle Rittenhouse, who yes, went and seriously. killed two Black Lives Matter Matter protesters." That's what his response was. Good for you, um, Congressman and, Raskin. And he went on to say, "I'm sure there will be an opportunity for us to get to that." So he was he was he was uh, low ready to go. He was yeah, ready. He's not to go. having it. Yeah, she cannot match wits with Jamie Raskin. That man is. So smart. Yeah. So she, so she, so she screamed, "This is a joke." That's pretty good, right? Yeah. This uh, is a joke. Th- ready? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my, my impression. This is a joke. Oh. Was that? <laughs> um. Anyway, so. Um, this is a joke. And she went on to say, "Why don't you investigate something people actually care about?" Oh my god. And then Cheney shot back. That Green was a joke. Oh, my God. And that she should be focusing on... So, wait. So, wait. Why don't you care about something people... Why don't you investigate something people care about? This is a joke. You're a joke. That's that's how it went? Exactly, Heather. Oh, man. And then Cheney... Did, did Raskin high-five Cheney? And then 
um, Cheney went on to, to say that sh- that she, Marjorie Taylor Greene, should be focusing on Jewish space lasers, which is a reference to conspiracy right. theory, and uh, um, that she had been p- promoting I on Facebook. I didn't know that, that space lasers could belong to a religion. I thought they were just sort of like inanimate objects. And Marjorie Taylor Greene said, I never said that. You're done. You're a joke. She said it again. And then what did Cheney say? Why don't you go investigate something that matters to the American people? And uh, that's all I know for now. I'm not sure if they, I, I don't think they, I don't think they, they um, continued to go back and forth with her. But according to people who were, uh, I think Raskin said um, she seemed to have some kind of ancient beef with the former chair of the House Republican Conference, Liz Cheney, over the Jewish space lasers. Ancient beef. Thing or something like that. That's what Raskin said. And uh, he summarized the bitter exchange. And she denied that she'd ever said that and blamed that on the mainstream media, of course. Um, So um, she also went on to say, Liz Cheney is a liar, and you can quote me on that. She's a liar, and she's only serving her own interest, which is to tear Trump down. She's a liar. It's a scam. It's a witch hunt. It's a joke. It's a joke committee. And I think it's a waste of taxpayers' dollars. She's just jealous, and she hates Trump. Nobody cares about Liz Cheney. I think that's the biggest story. Nobody cares about Liz Cheney or their stupid committee. So this is somebody. What the hell? Like This is somebody who's a, an elected person. She ran unopposed. Nonetheless, this is what I'm saying. Like, like I had when I ran for school board, I had opposition. I had people, other people running against me. This person got to be a member of Congress just by signing her name on something. You're just jealous and you hate Frank. Nobody cares about Heather. Oh, my God. I think that's the biggest story. Nobody cares about Heather or her stupid committee. Well, that's the truth. You received some messages of congratulations about your performance on Saturday Night Live as the musical guest. That's correct. Um, A lot of people on Twitter and so forth were direct messaging me because of my resemblance to, or his resemblance, I don't know this guy's name. Nate. Is it Nate something? I don't know. As I said, Heather, I don't know this fellow's name. He was the singer in fun, F. Dot, uh, F dot U dot, dot N dot. Isn't that I think it's F U N period. All right, Heather. Anyway, um, I looked up the, um, the guy and I've seen his face before. He does, I guess he, I mean, it's hard to know, but he looks I guess. He's just like you. He's not, uh, he's not very good looking. What? Yes. And, yes, he is. Well, I'm not. I'm not very yeah, good looking. Yeah, oh my God. Is this all a way for you to get compliments? How else am I going to get them? Okay. I don't get them anywhere else. You look like this guy. Yes, I think I do. I, I, I mean, I can't really describe my face except that it's, it's bland. You also look like that baseball player, right? I've gotten a lot of, um, a lot of that as well. A lot of, a lot of folks What's thinking. What's that guy's name? A lot of folks thinking they're being all original by telling me something I haven't heard a hundred th- times in the past, um, you know, three months. His name is Bobby Dahlbeck. 
Bobby Dolbeck. Bobby Dolbeck. Frank, you look just like Bobby Dolbeck. Bobby Dolbeck is coming over. He's the wonderful player, plays for the Boston Red Sox. Bobby Dolbeck's here and he wants hot dogs. Bobby Dolbeck's here and he has uh, something to say about your ancient beef with the Jewish space lasers. Bobby Dolbeck's a slugger. Bobby Dolbeck thinks you're a joke. Plays the hot corner. Something you know something about, Heather. Anyway, I I guess I can see the resemblance in some photos of this Bobby Dolbeck and this other um, leader of the group Fun Dot. But um, I invented Fun, motherfucker. Oh, man. Um, you got double, doppelgangers galore, though. I, well, not so much exactly. I have been told in different periods of my life that I look like certain people. Um, Bobby Dolbeck! I never was told I look like Bobby Dolbeck. Um, but I did one time when I had blonde hair, I was walking down uh, the street where I used to live in the East Village, and a guy driving a FedEx truck went by me and said, Yo, Tory Spelling! No. Yep. N- yes. I mean, I, I, don't, I believe the story, but you don't look anything like Tory Spelling. So I got that once. And then when, I forget what the movie was, was it called Hackers? Angelina okay. Jolie? Ooh. It was like an early movie of hers mm-hmm. in the poster. People said that they thought it was me. You mean, because um, maybe, maybe they thought you looked like Johnny Lee Miller, who was also in that movie. Nope. Because I don't see the Angelina Jolie, but... Uh, maybe it was just how she looked in that poster. Hmm. And as we've aged, we have diverged, like two roads diverging in a wood. You she went and... this way. She went the road less traveled, and I'm the hard, hard-traveled piece of road. Um, hmm. And then also Brittany Murphy. I've been told I look like, and <laughs> Patricia Arquette, and also Gwen Stefani. Well, and Pink, and none of those people look anything like each other. So there you, you go. I'll tell you who you look like. Oh God, you look like a young Joan Jett, exactly oh. like a young Joan Jett. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you look at photos of Joan Jett during the Runaways, early Runaways period, you know how your eyes are really, oh, really close. Stop it. Close together. And you have that sort of bump on your nose, which I love. But I didn't used to have that bump on my nose. I That's, broke my nose. You look like Joan Jett. Um, you also look like um, the guy from the group with Fergie. What's the group with Fergie? Oh, I look like, um, what's his name? Yes. Uh, I don't, I well, I, I put him on, there was like a doppelganger Tuesday or what's something What's the like group that. with Fergie? Um, I forget what they're called, but I know who you're talking about. I ha- I used to have the same haircut as that guy. And and also the eyes are, are pretty much, oh you know, God. no space between. But um, you have a, a certain beauty that I can't, no one could ever put a finger on. Um, and I, oh, I, I, here, here's, here's your, your main doppelganger. There was a young woman who was a trainer at the Chelsea Piers. Oh, my Piers, God, again, with the cha- trainer at the Chelsea Piers. Who I had an enormous crush on well before I knew you, and I still to this day don't know whether or not. No, the Chelsea Piers, when you and I met, the yeah. Chelsea Piers had not yet been built. No, that's not true, Heather. Yes, no, it is be- true. Well, uh, we well, met in about this is really boring to debate on air. 95. <laughs> Heather, Heather. Before I knew you, you were in high school. You were probably in co- no. You were probably a freshman in college the year that Chelsea Piers opened. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about you. I want to talk more about your beauty. Jay Z once held the door open for me at Chelsea Piers. Did you know that? I didn't. 
but now I'm going to kick Jay-Z's ass. Heather, let me ask you a question. I want you to answer it honestly. Okay. And this is a little bit graphic, so if anybody, if minors are listening, um, not this minors. This is not a show for children. Well, I was talking about like minors, salt, salt miners or, oh. you know, coal miners. Okay. No, if there's any young people, young under 18 people listening, this is, um, sorry, I sniffed. Yeah. Okay. It's, just, it's just math. I can't stop. So tell me about the graphic. You remember Heather Thompson? Yes. She was a couple of seasons of The Real Housewives of New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. I was she, thinking of someone else. Heather Thompson had the, um, she doesn't have a P, Thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N. Um, anyway, she, uh, what was she hawking? She used to have like, didn't she have like tights or something that she sold? What was her, I don't know what her company was. Well, yeah, was some kind of shapewear. Exactly. Uh, she always came off to me as really phony. And that, and, and, and that's saying a lot because they're all like so phony on those shows. Phony baloney. But Heather Thompson claims that Sonia Morgan, you know, Sonia Morgan. Is. Of course I know Sonia. Um, Sonia Morgan had the, had the, um, she had the toaster ovens. Yep. And um, she's just, she's just like really something else. But she anyway. had a fashion line. Yeah. But she's a drunk and she's crazy. And, um, but who isn't? But Heather Thompson claims that Sonia Morgan let men, and I'm going to quote here, put lit cigarettes in her vagina. And I'm, I'm wondering, and the reason I'm bringing this up, and I'm wondering is, is has that, and I want you to answer honestly. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, no. I have some questions, though. What do you mean men? Multiple men? And were they, like, lined up to do it? Or was it just some kinky thing that she liked to do? That, that she, she, taught, she confided in Heather and was like, yeah, you know, sometimes I'll, I like it when they do this. And... Now Heather's telling the world about that? Or is it the kind of thing where it was like, yeah, you want to stick that up there? Go ahead in, in the bar. Well. It could go either way with Sonia. Yes. Um, according to this Heather Thompson, because I guess there's some new book um, out, um, which covers the history of the Real Housewives of New York. I'm sure they're going to be teaching that, teaching from that text at, uh, you know, Oxford. But according to Thompson, she, she, her, she's quoted in this book, I had scraped her off carpets. I had taken her out of, of a vestibule where she was letting guys put lit cigarettes in her vagina. Okay, so that, that answers that question. It was like out at a bar or something like that. Well, it was in a vestibule. And yeah, I, I would think a vestibule or at a party maybe. And she was letting multiple guys do it to her. Well, when I think of a vestibule, I think of like the, the, the area between the front door and the stairs leading up to your apartment. Yeah, or like a closet. I think it could be like a large sort of closet area that doesn't have a door on it. And uh, so she says, I had done so much for that woman. And here we are waiting to go to Atlantic City. We all arrived at her house, but the limo wasn't there yet. And it was raining out. Well, she could not let us in. Um, I was upstairs, and my sister called me to tell me something we knew. We, we some someone we knew had died. She was supposed to come take care of my daughter, but because of his death, she couldn't. I didn't have a housekeeper, and I had my daughter there, who doesn't film. Anything could go wrong. 
I don't know what that has to do with putting lit cigarettes no, in her vagina. That has nothing to do with anything. She just wanted to make sure she got her name in the book. That's why she used Sonia like that. But what I'm wondering is if if she had was witness to somebody in a vestibule, Sonia Morgan or otherwise, having lit cigarettes put inside of their body. That's what nobody's supposed to be putting lit cigarettes inside of anybody's body. Why didn't you immediately call the police or get a fire extinguisher and spray them like the dogs that they are? Uh, well, but like I said, maybe Sonia liked it. Maybe that's her thing. What? That would. I feel like that's a little pain. bit of like kink shaming. Think of the pain that that would cause. My yeah, God. I'm not. I certainly am not into that. I I don't. I wouldn't even be into someone who was a smoker. And then you have Monica Lewinsky. Didn't Bill Clinton put a cigar but, inside yeah, but of her? Yeah, that is not vagina? Monica Lewinsky. That is not that the the blame the. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just talking about these men on Bill Clinton. Well, I think. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. I don't think I know. I'll tell you one thing. Bobby Dolbeck. Bobby Dolbeck never stuck a cigarette up somebody's you-know-what. Somebody's hoochie. He would never do something like that. He's an athlete. I'm going to ask you again. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had any Philip Morris product inside of your vagina? You're a joke. A joke. Have a great weekend, everyone. Well, are you going to be back on Monday? Uh, you're asking me? Yeah, we'll be back on Monday, right? Why not? I mean... What the hell um, else we got to do? Well, there's a whole bunch of letters that we got. And not, yes. not, not via the mail, but I, I'm, I'm such a boomer. I still refer to emails and direct messages as letters. Mm-hmm. It's just... Um, Send know. me the stories about what people are talking about in your town. I want to know about, like, conspiracy theories also. I'm, I mean, I am... I am so fascinated by the wackadoodle stuff that people believe in these days. The JFK Jr. stuff? Come on. The hell? You think he would be hanging out at, let me tell you, JFK Jr. was like only ever hanging out with models. You think he's going to be hanging out with at a Trump rally? I don't think so. All right, everybody. Bye. Don't be annoying. This is not very good podcast content.